Educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier is our mission. So let's begin. Hey, Health Warriors. This is episode number 86 of the Life, Strength, and Health podcast. I'm Kim, and I'm joined with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, peace and blessings. Yes, and thank you for joining us this week. In this episode, we're going to be discussing breakfast options to start your day off right. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to make sure, if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out episode number 85, where we discuss the dangers of dry breakfast cereals. We dive into why they are not the best option to start your day, how they negatively affect your health and so much more. So to access that episode, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com slash eight five. And one thing I wanted to discuss before we uh, move forward is um, in previous episodes, I mentioned that Soora is uh, she joined a track team this year in our town. And this past Sunday, she had her first track meet and uh, she was super excited. We're so proud of her. And honestly, coming from someone who has competed and played sports all my life, I used to experience tremendous nerves, but nothing, <laughs> nothing rates as high as this past Sunday in terms of the nerves I have for my daughter. It was like she was running in the Olympics, but I managed to work through them. And, I, you know, we're so proud of her. She did so great. She ran the 200 meters. And uh, like I said, we are super proud of her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was cool. It was cool to be back in that environment. I uh, used to run uh, in school all the way through college. So it was cool to be back in that environment and kind of live through uh, my daughter doing it all over again and going through that experience with her. So definitely. Yeah, and you were really excited. As well. Oh, yeah, I was I was beyond <laughs> excited. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous. I was more excited. And... I think you're turning into like a track dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I was busy assessing and trying to see oh how we God. can make adjustments to uh, to her next race. So, yes. hey, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I am. I, I, you know, it's my first time hearing of that uh, terminology. I don't know if it's real or not, but maybe that's what's going you on. You are all in. As long as she has fun for yeah. us, that's the main thing. Yeah, just, uh, Having yeah. fun. Physical fitness is a big part of our family, being active. So I'm just happy she's enjoying it. Yeah, I will say this. Um, I was sharing this with someone else. Uh, when you look at when you look at the athletes that were running in her heat, all of them had this serious look on their faces, sure like did. I'm trying to win or I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to work hard. She had a smile on her face, yeah. like she was smiling. And at one point, she looked over at me and she started laughing you know what I mean like yeah she went when she ran past me she looked over and smiled I'm like push push yeah right. and that's as long as she's enjoying it and she's only eight so yeah, it's like come on yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's all good so uh, now let's segue into this week's organic food for thought and this week's organic food for thought is on vitamin E Vitamin E is a fat-soluble compound mainly found in certain plant oils and also in the leaves of green vegetables. Vitamin E is both a nutrient as well as an antioxidant. As an antioxidant, it is known for protecting the body from free radicals that can wreak havoc on our health, both internally and externally. There are eight major forms of naturally occurring vitamin E. Alpha tocopherol is the most abundant vitamin E 
in human tissue and is the only form recognized to meet human requirements, which means it is the form used to reverse vitamin E deficiency symptoms. Vitamin E, also called the skin vitamin, has excellent antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and skin healing properties, which makes it a great natural remedy for various skin and hair concerns. Some other benefits of vitamin E is it's a skin protectant and fights free radicals, improves dry skin, may help scars, discourages wrinkles, is a hair booster, and may help to treat eczema. Yeah, vitamin E is uh, is very powerful. And I just want to say that um, when you're eating it in its food form, when you, uh, you're going to automatically find it with the things that you need to absorb it. But if you are going to take vitamin E, it is a fat-soluble vitamin, so you want to make sure that you're taking it with some form of fat so that you can um, absorb it the best. And also, uh, based on, you know, some recent studies I was doing on vitamin E, plays a huge role in uh, helping uh, men to increase testosterone and, and fertility uh, in, in regards to our sperm cells. So really good uh, nutrient for, for men's health. So now let's segue into this week's episode where we discuss breakfast options to start your day with. And as I mentioned in episode number 85, we discussed the dangers of dry breakfast cereals. So make sure you check out that episode if you have not done so already. But in this episode, we are going to share uh, some breakfast options to help get your day started off right that fuels your body as well as fuel your brain. And I just want to say that uh, the last show that we did was about breakfast cereals. Um, and today we're going to get into to some positive things that you can consider having for breakfast. But uh, we live in a uh, in our society, especially in the U.S., we live in a society that likes to have sugary things in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that started from. I need to uh, maybe do a little research on that. I didn't look in, into that. But we like to have sugary things. So we'll have like pancakes. We'll have, you know, waffles and French toast and uh, biscuits and fruit and bagels. The, uh, bagels and fruit bars and buttered rolls. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we just consume a lot of things that turn into sugar. And how you start your morning out is very important. So what happens when you start your morning out with sugar uh, your, your sugar is your body's preferred uh, fuel source because it can break it down really easily. So what happens is that um, when we consume this sugar, uh, it spikes our blood sugar levels, right? So when we have all of this sugar in the morning, it spikes our, our blood sugar level. And then when our um, blood sugar begins to fall, when it gets low, we get tired and we drag and it makes us uh, crave more sugar. So what happens is we'll reach for another carb or another sugary snack. Mm-hmm. It spikes our levels again. It comes down and it's just this kind of back and forth spiking and dropping throughout the day. And we're snacking all day. It makes us hungry. Right. When we, uh, when that happens, we get hungry. So we end up snacking all day, which leads to 
so many different health challenges. That's really not the way that you want to start off your day. I know that uh, tra- um, traditionally in our most you know recent American culture, we like to have those those uh, sugary things. But I, I always say that things like pancakes and French toast, those are desserts. Yeah. They're really that like desserts. And if you're going to have them for breakfast, it needs to be a treat, like a treat. Like that's something that you might do once a week. It shouldn't be um, like a staple. Yeah. <laughs> you do it once a week. And even when you have it once a week, you want to try to make it the right way, right? You want to use real whole food ingredients. You want to use real syrup, right? Mm-hmm. Real maple syrup, not like colored corn syrup and in <laughs> in uh what do they call it the uh they call it pancake syrup that's what they call it you see it it says pancake syrup and it's just colored corn syrup right so we don't want to yeah we don't want to do those things uh we want to have it as um much of a whole food as possible and you know it's just like a treat right we don't want to do that day in and day out there's a reason why uh the US uh diabetes rate is continuing to incline and everyone is having all of these these challenges as far as diabetes is concerned. We're getting all these children now that's experiencing uh, type 2 diabetes uh, before they even get out of high school. There's a reason for these things. So how you start your morning is very important. Um, what I'm saying is that when you start your morning off with uh, proteins and fats, uh, as opposed to having the sugar, what happens is you get this nice, slow burning energy, this clean energy that yes. powers you through the day without the crash. And right? your brain function improves. Yeah, exactly. Your cognitive function is better. So I find starting your mornings out like that is is more beneficial. So we're going to run through, we put a put together a list of about five things uh, that you can do to start your morning off. And it's probably the best way to, uh, to to start your mornings off. Yes. So the first option is a high octane smoothie uh, that's packed with nutrition. And some of the things that you can use is coconut milk, avocado, cacao powder, berries and or greens. Yeah, I think that that's really important. Starting your morning out with a breakfast smoothie you can put a you can pack that with a lot of nutrition right you could just throw and it's quick it's fast food you could just throw it or should i say real fast food so you could just throw these ingredients in your blender blend these things up and then you could just go mm-hmm. so you want the key to your smoothies is you want to make sure that it has a, a moderate amount of protein in it uh you want to make sure that it's high in fat high in fiber, and uh, this is going to give you some nice sustainable energy. Like Kim said, you could put things like an avocado in there to give it extra fat, or you can add some coconut oil or some MCT oil, and you could do these things. And I, and I think that that's a really good way to start off your day. So the next option, option number two, is butter tea or butter coffee. Yes, there is definitely a trend that uh, is happening right now where people are actually putting butter in their coffee. It's called uh, Bulletproof Coffee, and it's starting to become more popular. 
And I'll honestly say that, you know, we have good trends, bad trends, good fads, bad fads. And that's actually a good one. Right. Um, it, it It's starting to pick up some uh, some steam. And it really started It's a traditional Asian, uh, you know, drink, Asian beverage. So they in, in Tibet, they would have something called yak butter tea. So it would be a combination of uh, black uh, tea. It would be um, yak butter. And then they, they would also put um, that's where they have the uh, Himalayan salt. So there would be uh, Himalayan pink Himalayan salt in there. And uh, it would also uh, sometimes it would put barley in there and it was packed with nutrition. It creates an internal balance and strengthens the body's blood, muscle, fat, bone, marrow and uh, regenerative fluids. Right. So um, this was uh, grass fed yak that they used in into in Tibet is very high altitude. So having this in the morning would, would really help with dealing with a high altitude. And uh, the creator of um, Bulletproof Coffee, Dave Asprey, he actually took a trip to uh, Tibet. And that's one of the beverages that he would drink in the morning. And he felt amazing, especially being in a high altitude. So that led him uh, when he got home to start adding it to his to his coffee grass fed butter to his coffee and that's beginning to uh to take off but there are a lot of benefits to doing that whether you want to put it in your tea you want to put it in your coffee um there are a lot of really good benefits of doing that you just want to make sure that the um, butter that you're using is is grass fed and it can definitely boost your energy and increase your cognitive function and it'll even help you to lose unwanted fat, uh, which is why the Bulletproof Coffee is uh, really doing well. I don't I'm not a fan of, of uh, coffee personally. I always tell Kim this to me. Coffee tastes like um, burnt tea. Right. Because I'm such a tea drinker and I grew up on tea. So I've, I've tried it, but it's just it just doesn't just doesn't work for me. But so I, I'll put it in my uh, in my tea. Right. Um, what I find to be better than, uh, than the uh, butter is actual ghee, pasture raised ghee, because what they do with the key, the ghee is they're, they're, um They boil off. All of the things that uh, people would normally react to uh, who are allergic to, to dairy. So things like casein, you know, that is uh, is burnt off and all of the, the mucus causing uh, properties are burnt off. So you just get this pure butter oil that's really healthy, high in A, high in D, high in E. High in K, um, butyrate, omega-3, CLA, selenium, zinc, chromium, copper, all of these things that protect, protect against mental illness, diabetes, um, anti-inflammatory, and is good for your gut health. So, um, ghee is, is a, I consider ghee to be a superfood, right? Um, we're in a climate where animals, 
uh, get a bad rap, but right. he is one of those superfoods that it needs to be put up there with any of the top uh, superfoods, whether it be plant or animal. So to add ghee to your butter or your coffee in the mornings is definitely going to, like we said, um, in having those fats, is it's going to balance out um your hormones in the morning is going to turn off uh, the hormone that causes you to uh, crave and it's going to turn on your um, hormone to feel satiated. And it's going to give you that nice, clean, slow uh, burning energy for the day. So that's definitely uh, an option that you can have for yourself. And it doesn't have to be obviously that as far as the Tibetan tradition has been proven to to be the best option. However, it doesn't have have to be the butter tea right. if you wanted to start your morning that way you wanted to take more of a plant-based approach what you can use is coconut oil mm-hmm. right you could put a little coconut oil in your tea right you could put a little bit of uh, coconut oil in your coffee right? right and if you want to refine it a little bit more MCT oil, mm-hmm. which is the best parts of, of the coconut oil you can put MCT oil in those things if you're going to use ghee or um, any other oil, what we find is that it needs to be blended because you need a powerful blender to break the, uh, the cell walls and just kind of blend everything in. Other than that, you just have oil sitting on the top of uh, <laughs> of your, your beverage. Your hot water. Yeah, your, your hot, hot tea, water. Huh? Yeah, if you just try to stir with a spoon. And we've had clients that did that and just talk about felt like they were drinking oil because yeah, they didn't use a, a blender. Even when you tell people, use a blender, someone's still going to try to stir it, right? But no, you and need... And they, they also have those little portable blend, stick blenders. Right, yeah. You know, that you can put in your cup and then just in the personal cup. Yeah, we have one of those for, for travel. And uh, right now, uh, I think last show we were talking about intermittent fasting. Was that the last show? Yeah, episode, episode 85. Yeah, we yes. were talking about the benefits of intermittent fasting. So to have something like a, uh, a butter tea or butter coffee, that still allows you to um, do intermittent fasting. It's just modified um, because you're adding a little bit of fat to your beverage. So that's a good way to, um, you know, um, do intermittent fasting and, and then you'll be balanced and you won't get hungry. So you'll easily be able to make it to lunchtime if you if you added those things. Yeah, butter tea has been a, a very beneficial part of my morning routine. Um, I do it every morning and I feel great. And when I don't do my butter tea, I feel the difference. So definitely try that butter tea or butter coffee in your mornings to start your day off right. Yes. The next option is quinoa cereal. And quinoa cereal is something that you can make yourself it's simple. It's quick. Um, you you know, make sure that you add plenty of fats to it. Having sprouted quinoa is uh, the best way to have it. And, you know, you can also add chia or blueberries to your cereal as well. It, um, quinoa cereal, I think, is a powerful cereal. Uh, that's one of the other staples that we tend to have. Um, in America, as far as breakfast is concerned, and that's like breakfast cereals, right? But the whole thing is most of the cereals that we're having, it goes back to something that turns into sugar, something that is processed, right? Mm-hmm. So typically we would have grits, right? Uh, which is, you know, processed corn, or we would have 
oatmeal, which we'll get to in a second. Um, and some people, you know, put a bunch of things in there that, uh, just contribute to the spiking of, of your, your blood sugar levels and, and just not really getting good, uh, nutrition. So quinoa is a really good, uh, hot cereal alternative that you can have. And the cool thing about quinoa is that from a, um, a product perspective, a lot of times when things become commercial, they alter the products and they make them inferior. But, uh, but the, the coconut, I mean, the, um, quinoa cereals out there are still really good products. So you can actually buy quinoa cereal. They even have a quinoa instant cereal that is pretty healthy. Um, but you can, it's making quinoa cereal is pretty easy. You mm-hmm. can make it yourself. Uh, we actually used to make quinoa baby cereal for, for Saora, mm-hmm. right? We would just kind of, you know, blend it up and make this cereal. And that was a meal that she used to have. Not only is it packed with uh, many different vitamins and minerals, but it's also a complete protein as well. So it is something good that uh, that you can give to children. Uh, whenever you're having grains, you always want to make sure you add plenty of fats to them. So you can add a little coconut fat um, or you can put a little olive oil uh, like, like coconut oil, or you can add some ghee mm-hmm. or, or a grass fed butter to that. So that is definitely uh, an option that you can have in the mornings. Yes. So the next option is eggs, avocado and veggies. And this combination offers great fats and protein. Right. So that kind of goes back to uh, what we were discussing earlier about starting your morning with fats and proteins. Um, and that's going to give you a cleaner energy so you're not dealing with the crashes. So, uh, the eggs, you got the very good cholesterol coming from the, the eggs, uh, as well as the other vitamins that are in there. And, uh, I know that a lot of people are afraid of the, uh, yolks, but that's where all of the, the nutrition is. And uh, we spoke about this before. What's being said about cholesterol is not totally true. Our bodies actually need to get in cholesterol. So uh, if you do uh, eat eggs, then uh, eggs is actually a really good breakfast to have in the morning. The only thing with eggs is that you want to make sure that it's pasture-raised eggs. Organic isn't enough. It needs to be organic pasture-raised eggs. Those are the best ones to have. Mm-hmm. Then to add some extra avocado to that would be good. And then also having some veggies. A lot of times people don't have veggies for breakfast. They don't consider uh, veggies to be breakfast. But, you know, good nutrition, yes. it doesn't matter what, when you have it. So, as long as you have it. Right, as long as you have <laughs> it. So to start your morning out with some eggs and some plants, some avocado and, and a lot of veggies, that's a better way to start your morning out. Right. And the final option that we're recommending in this episode uh, as a breakfast option is soaked oatmeal. And we'll get into the soaking instructions in one minute. But with soaked oatmeal, you want to make sure that you add plenty of fats, as Jamal mentioned, with carbs. You want to make sure you add um, your good fats with that. And with the soaked oatmeal, you want to add you can add some chia or blueberries to the recipe. Yeah, so uh, oatmeal is one of those kind of super staples, right? That's very traditional. People uh, like to have oatmeal in the morning. So when we think about hot cereal, we're thinking about 
uh, either grits or we're thinking about oatmeal, right? And oatmeal is one of those things where, you know, it is commercial. So you're going to find some um, instant oatmeals out there that are highly processed, right? You're going to find uh, a lot of instant ones with a lot of crazy sweeteners in there, mm-hmm. maple brown syrup and uh, apple cinnamon and, and strawberry cream and a bunch of all of these weird uh, <laughs> flavors for your oatmeal. But they do well because it's full of sugar and it kind of goes back to um, the the cereals, right? Highly processed. It's just like having cereal when you get into those things, right? And then also you have the old-fashioned or rolled oats, which is a little processed, but overall those are pretty good because they're a little bit more digestible. Then you have steel-cut oats, which is the actual oat grain itself, mm-hmm. um, or the whole oat, which is the actual um, whole grain itself. So you could go with the steel-cut you can go with the old-fashioned rolled oats. But the thing with oats and the thing with grains in general is the fact that they're very high in phytic acid. And uh, a lot of their nutrition isn't activated, right? They have enzyme inhibitors. So what happens when you consume grains on a regular basis, it begins to block your body's ability to absorb your own nutrients to absorb not only the nutrients from uh, the grain itself, but absorb other nutrients as well. So a person that has grains, you know, every single day and they're not processing them properly, it leads to different types of nutritional deficiencies. And also because of the enzyme inhibitors that are in there can also lead to digestive system stress and digestive system problems, especially for uh, the people out there that are um, having them raw by by soaking them or so-called sprouting them and then consuming them raw, you're really going to have some serious digestive system issues. I remember uh, <laughs> we uh, we were raw foodists. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, we were raw foodists for, for a year. We did a whole year of raw <laughs> And that was one of our staples, the um, the oats. So we would take the oats and oh, we would... Oh, the oat groats. Yeah, the oat groats. We would get them. We would soak them. And uh, man, it, they taste really good. Yeah. I, I, I would say that. They the were flavor deli- was yeah. popping. They were delicious yeah. raw oats. But man, like... It they, that single handedly destroyed my digestive system. I'm telling you, like I would have it and I would just feel full all day, and then the next day I would just be gassy, mm-hmm. and eventually it was just like I just can't do this. I didn't even at that time I didn't even know this the science on it. I just knew that it was it was not working. Right, you couldn't function in normal society. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. If anyone yeah. out there has them. And you experience that. That's the reason why, because it's just so much stress on your digestive system, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that definitely <laughs> that definitely did not work. Um, but yeah, they, it puts a lot of stress on your digestive system. So traditionally, uh, our grains were prepared a certain way. Like our ancestors didn't just get grain and eat them. Like there was always this long process of what we did. Even when we look into ancient African cultures, there was a sifting uh, that was done. You know, there was a, a, a separating, there was a, a, a soaking, right? Mm-hmm. When we look at 
uh, different Latin American cultures when it comes to their grains, their corns and things like that. There's a fermenting process, right? No one just ate the grains uh, as is because uh, if you, if it's not fermented properly, you can't break it down and you're going to inhibit uh, your own enzymes. So right. it's really important that you soak your grains. So we're talking about oatmeal. You want to soak your oatmeal overnight. So ideally for every cup of um of grain or every cup of oats you want to use two tablespoons of something either fermented or something uh, acidic so you can do uh, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar add that to your water um, or you can do two tablespoons of uh, yogurt or whey um, you can use those things and those will help it to ferment. So what you're going to do is you will prepare it the same way. You would just, you know, put it in your pot. Uh, let's say oatmeal is traditionally one to two. So one part grain, two part water. So you'll do one cup of oats and then you do two cups of water and then you'll add either your apple cider, your whey, uh, your kefir or your yogurt. You would add it to that mix. And then you will put your lid on and you'll leave it on the um, stove at room temperature. Let it uh, sit for at least eight hours. Let that sit. It'll ferment. You'll deactivate the phytic acid. You'll uh, unlock the nutrition, deactivate the enzyme inhibitors. And then it's going to be much more nutritious when you have it. And I'll tell you this, when you do have it this way, you will tell a difference with your digestion. Like it's a huge difference uh, when you have it. So that is the better way to prepare oats. So you still can enjoy your oatmeal. You just need to prepare it the right way. And then if you want to kick it up a notch uh, with your nutrition, you always want to add uh, fat. So you want to add in some ghee or some, uh, some coconut oil or coconut milk or something like that. But you can kick it up by adding some chia seeds or you can put some uh, some berries in there, some blueberries or your, your berries of choice to kick up the nutrition a bit. So that's the best way to go when it comes to uh, making your oatmeal. Yes. So that is our options to start your day off. Right. Um, if you implement any of these, give us some feedback and let us know how you felt. You can uh, leave us a comment on the blog or in the show notes pages or we're on Instagram um, and Facebook. You can also leave us uh, a comment there as well. Yes. So that is the conclusion of this episode to access the show notes pages. Just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com forward slash eight six to access the show notes pages. And before we go, we just wanted to let you know that this episode was sponsored by Life Strength and Health. Life Strength and Health is our wellness center located in New Jersey. And it's our mission to help you to optimize your health. And we focus on digestion, health and toxicity within the body. And uh, we work with people in our office or virtually. So to learn more about our wellness center, just go to lifestrengthandhealth.com. So once again, thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. And until next time, live healthier. Yes, everyone. Stay healthy. Peace and blessings. We want to say thank you for listening to the show and for access to the show notes pages, more podcast episodes, 
blog content, as well as more information about our center, Life Strength and Health, then just visit us at lifestrengthandhealth.com. Until next time, live healthier.